Welcome back to Birdie and the Duke. Uh, first off, we want to start off with apologizing for not having a podcast uploaded in basically about two months. We've had some COVID issues and schedule issues and all kind of stuff, but uh, just wanted to let y'all know about that. And uh, we're just going to jump right into this episode. Jalen, uh, what topic you want to cover today? Hey, let's start with some quarterback dominoes in the state. We had big news a few weeks back as Grayson Loftus transfers from Blue Ridge to Gaffney. How do you feel about the move? Um, well, it was definitely a very important move for both schools. Blue Ridge, a smaller 3A school, not had as much success, but um, he was their foundation for them to be successful. And uh, so that hurt the Blue Ridge community, but... Blue Ridge doesn't have to – I don't think they really have to worry about this situation as much as they have a quarterback we'll talk about a little bit later who transferred in from Greer last year. And uh, from the Gaffney side of things, I think it's a good pickup but not a great pickup. Grayson Loftus is a good quarterback, but uh, I don't know how Gaffney's going to do in their region this year with Grayson Loftus at their quarterback position. What do you think about this transfer? I'll tell you, man, I, I really don't like it either way. Gaffney's a few years out. I do like the Gaffney pickup with Grayson long-term. His senior year, they he's might have a two ball years, team. He's got two years left. His senior year, they might have a ball team. But I think this year coming up, they're real weak. Lost a lot. They were senior heavy last year. Play a year, tough schedule. And they have a tough, tough schedule. And I think other teams in the region are going to just get better. And uh, then I'll say for Blue Ridge, I think in the end, it's hard to say you lose a guy like Grayson that it's a win situation. But I think Blue Ridge might can come out this year and win region behind their new their new guy quarterback Jeremiah Judd. Real better. You've told me, and I'm seeing some film with you on him. Seems like a much better scheme fit. Blue Ridge can get back to doing Blue Ridge things. They're gonna have a solid team this year, and the rest of the region is down. Which is, nah, I wouldn't really say. Blue Ridge is not in the best region, Mm-mm. and it's going to be a down region. So, but they still need it. They still Blue Ridge, need it. as a program, needs a region championship this year. Also, Judd, thing about Judd is this year is going to be his senior year, so he has a lot to prove. Um, he's a high IQ guy, like a 5.2 or 5.0 GPA. This is a very smart guy. He's a scheme fit for Blue Ridge. He's a pocket passer. He's a big kid, 6'3", 215. Same quarterback coach. Same quarterback coach. So, uh, I don't think Blue Ridge has to worry too much about the Grayson Loftus transfer with Jeremiah Judd. Probably going to be their 2021 starting quarterback. And now let's talk a little bit about a guy who hasn't even touched the field yet as a starter. Brooks Bentley down at River Bluff in Columbia. Look for him to transfer out of state, which is going to be a huge loss to his class at the quarterback position within state. His old man's down at uh, South Florida now, Bobby Bentley. So, look for him to move down to Florida and get some PT down there. Huge loss in the state for a good quarterback. But besides that, who are you looking at this year you think is going to be the guy at quarterback after we lose Marshall Skoloff and a few guys like that? Um, well, you got to – obviously, I mean, you have to mention Trent Perriman, the quarterback at Daniel. He had the most passing touchdowns last year, and he did it as a sophomore, which is insane. Trent Perriman, he's going to be in the top three more than likely. A few other – Guys, they're younger, but they're going to be experienced. Chapman's quarterback will probably—I'm sure he'll be good. He has a lot of weapons to throw to, including Walt Waddell. Yeah, let's talk about Walt Waddell a little bit. Walt Waddell, we need to talk about big him. season. I think he's going to have a huge year for Chapman. 
Um, super athletic. He can catch the ball dang good. He's not talked about a lot, but uh, Walt Waddell is a good ball player for Chapman. Yeah, look for Drew Settle to have an absolute season this year once again. And Trent Perriman, another one. Uh, we got the freshman at Catawba Ridge. I'm looking for him to absolutely show something. Highly ranked kid, uh, so we'll just see, we'll just see what we got going on. Catawba Ridge's freshman quarterback last year he put on a nice performance against Greer in the playoffs. Uh, Jaden Davis, and uh, he's looking to just build on a solid freshman season. Get more offers coming in. He's probably our best quarterback prospect within the state in a long time. Also, have to mention um, Raheem Jeter, Spartan High at yeah. Spartanburg High. He'll probably have a good year. Party's improving a lot, so and he's also got to play some big time competition, so he'll be able to prove it this season, hopefully. Uh, the, those are my quarterbacks to watch for this year. Also, um, I think this year is going to be very competitive for high school football. A lot of teams are, I wouldn't say rebuilding, but they're not as strong as they have been the past few seasons, so this year is going to be very competitive, I believe. Oh, I agree. But the million dollar question that we've been wondering since for a few years now. Who's the better prospect and who has the better season? Grayson and Raheem. Both of them are Greer boys. Well, Grayson's at Gaffney. Raheem's at Spartanburg. Uh, Raheem didn't lose hardly any. He did not lose nowhere near as much as Grayson's. But Grayson's basically walking into a rebuild at Gaffney. Raheem walked into a, we're here and we're only going to get better. Um... Under Mark Hodge, Chapman's old coach. That's Since, the thing to note. I, I'm going to say for this season, Raheem will have a better season because this will be his second year at Spartanburg High. Grayson will be at Gaffney for his first year, and he does not have he does not have that many returning. Really, Gaffney's like a whole new team this season. Yeah. They have a new quarterback. Uh, their receivers that didn't get to play last year are going to play this year. So I'm going to go Raheem Jeter has a better season than Loftus this year. And who's the better prospect overall? Who's the better prospect? Grayson Loftus. He was obviously oh. in the lead 11. Didn't perform to to what he would like to perform to, but Grayson Loftus is getting more attention right now than Raheem Jeter. Um, Grayson Loftus is the perfect quarterback size. Um, but who do I think will get recruited more? I'm going to go Raheem Jeter just because, I mean, he, Mark Hodges is coach. He's playing at Spartanburg High. So, I'm going to go Raheem Jeter. See, in this debate, I got to lean Raheem. He's just the better overall prospect long term. I think Grayson's right now is the better player. Yeah. But uh, the higher ceiling is obviously Raheem, and you see that by his quarterback offer list. I mean, Georgia's competing for both of those guys, and they're the two top quarterbacks in the class of 2023 in-state. But Raheem's also got offers from South Carolina, Virginia Tech, Missouri, Auburn, Memphis. I mean, so you just got to think. I mean – both of these dudes have Georgia and Charlotte. The difference is Grayson's, Grayson's only stops. two offers are yeah. Georgia and Charlotte. So, but I do think these two will be will be really good. Their senior year will be fun to watch, uh, especially if when they face off their senior year. Yeah, that'll be a fun game. That'll be fun, fun. Now let's get on down the road. Let's talk about some uh, spring ball. Who are you looking at this year in the SEC, particularly? Oh, uh, well, obviously we have to talk about. George Pickens at Georgia and messing up his ACL. They're not stating if it's a complete tear or if it's just like maybe an aggravated thing. But that's going to be a huge loss for Georgia. But uh, Georgia, they're still the favorites in the SEC East with or without George Pickens, I believe. Um, 
It's just it's going to come down to whoever wins the SEC West, which the SEC West is going to be fun to watch this year. You're going to have Alabama. Ole They're Miss. always good. Ole Miss is going to be good. Matt Corral coming back. Um, LSU might have a rebuild year. They might be there. They will be better than they were last year. Um, but really, I think it's Alabama or Ole Miss in yep. that in the SEC West. Those three two top teams. I'll agree. I'm thinking Alabama and Ole Miss is my top two. Putting LSU at three. Auburn. Auburn's fell way down the totem pole for me. I just think. Actually, I'll just. I'll, I'm gonna go back on what I just said. My number one team this year going into the season is gonna be Alabama. My number two team is gonna be A and M. But Ole Miss will jump. Ole Miss is three, and by the end of the season, Ole Miss has Matt Corral returning, and Haynes King is new over at uh, Texas A&M. So I expect Ole Miss to make the jump over them. How many games will Ole Miss win this year? I think right now, ten. I'm setting over under at seven, and I think uh, seven is reasonable. And I think this year the SEC is going to beat each other up in the West. Yeah. So that's why seven wins don't seem like many wins for the number two team in the SEC West. But I expect LSU. I expect LSU to knock off Ole Miss, and then Ole Miss beat A and M. Things like that to happen. Arkansas is competitive. Does Alabama go undefeated in SEC West play? I think Alabama goes undefeated in SEC West play. We're talking about an Alabama defense who's absolutely stacked. Plus, we're still hearing that Henry Toa Toa is going to Alabama. It's just a wait-and-see process to see if they're going to allow the one-time SEC transfer rule. If not, he'll be at Ohio State. But that's neither here or there. If they add Henry, it's three All-American linebackers. You got a Jack and William Anderson, an absolute stud. You got uh, Christian Harris and then Henry Toto. That's not even fair mm-hmm. if we're talking. So, I mean, and then on offense, everybody's talking about Alabama to drop off big time. They got Bill O'Brien. He's walked to a perfect situation in Alabama where he's got Bryce Young, the number one quarterback in his class, who's a stud. You got at running back. It's going to be running back by committee. We'll start the season with Brian Robinson. Then you'll see a lot. In my opinion, I'm high on Jace McClellan. I think at the end of the season, he's your number one back. He's just too good. Trey Sanders will be healthy. It's just – but my only worry about Alabama this year is can the offense get it going in time because it will take a few games for him to get in sync. So that's going to be my only worry. Where And that's where I was saying before the season, you might see an Alabama drop a game early and Georgia end up being the number one team in the SEC overall. But with that pickings out, I think Georgia loses a game or two next year now. And what I'm really worried about is – can they beat Clemson without their number one receiver? That's the big question mark. Um, but really, with the loss of George Pickens, if you look at it with within receiver and DB for Clemson, it's kind of even. Clemson, well. Clemson's restarting. Yeah. And if George Pickens is out, George is basically going to be restarting. Well, Clemson fans are hyped up because they returned their whole defense. The only problem is their defense was their weakness last year. They lost and now they lost their number one corner, so their whole defense is not returning Who anymore. could possibly go to Georgia? DeAndre Kendrick, yeah. I mean, hey, in this game, and the first game of the season, we're talking about the battle of uh, arrested university, boys. Pretty it's much. the Felon University. Is it Clemson or Georgia? Who has more players out? Who has more players getting in trouble? Who knows? Any given year, it changes. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm thinking right now Georgia's going to just run over Clemson early on in the game, behind their run game. I just don't really see it. I think Clemson improves at quarterback with DJ over Trevor. But that's the only improvement I see on this Clemson team, really. I mean, you lose ETN. 
Georgia will have a very nice running back room next year with Zamir White, James Cook, and then um, Milton. Yeah, and then also Clemson's O-line. And McIntosh. They have four running backs that could start at any other school, really, yeah. and they have four of them. So, and it's just like O-line for Clemson's weakness and Georgia return, the mountain of a man, Jordan Davis on D-line. I mean, Clemson does Bringing not Bringing in freshman up. Tyrion yeah. Dawkins. Out of Gaffney. Out of Gaffney. So, uh, Georgia just isn't matching up well. Georgia's matching up well against Clemson. I feel bad for Clemson. They just don't match up well against this Georgia team. Um, but, uh, SEC East rankings, top three. I'll do mine first for the end of the season. Georgia, Missouri, and the teams that are really even for that three spot is Florida's going to be in the contention. Is Carolina going to have a better year? Maybe. Probably not. Tennessee, terrible. Vanderbilt, terrible. Kentucky, mediocre. So, I think you have to give it to Florida just because it's Florida. They're still going to have some ballers. So, I'm going to go Georgia, Missouri, and Florida. I'm going to go. I'm glad you're high on Missouri because I am as well. You're not going to like my answer right here, man. Go uh, Georgia at one, Missouri at two, and number three is where you're going to be highly, highly surprised right here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Give me the Cox. Give me the game, Cox. Florida has a down season this year. They lost too much. I'm not high on either one of their quarterbacks they have returning. Emory Jones, to me, is a running back. That's all he is. We see this year they didn't even trust him to really throw the ball. His arm is is not elite. It's average at best. He can't really layer the football. I just don't see anything he does elite in the passing game. Or yeah, I'm, not high, I'm not high on Emory Jones. To me, either. he's an average average quarterback. High, he's in, but he's an above average running back, and they're just playing him at the quarterback position. I mean, they want him to be Lamar Jackson. I get that, but he's not Lamar, <laughs> and he's not he's not even Tim Tebow, man. So uh, I just don't see Florida doing much this year. The defense probably is not going to get much better. They lost one of the better secondary coaches, Tory Gray, to uh, South Carolina. So. And the South game Carolina's got a good coaching staff. Shane Beamer's coming came in and changed the culture. South Carolina's going to shock a lot of people this year. They still have the two five stars on the D line. Don't forget that. That's where you win ball games. And South Carolina's going to come in with a quarterback battle between uh, Brown, the transfer, Luke Dottie. It's his job. We know that. And Colton Gaither, the freshman. Luke Dottie's going to have a season this year. They're going to mix a little bit of that Oklahoma offense mixed with the Carolina Panthers offense we've seen this year. Oh, it's going to be beautiful. And uh, my thing is, South Carolina's got two of the top running backs in the SEC. Marshawn Lloyd didn't play last year, so people are forgetting about him. He was a five-star freshman. And you got Kevin Harris, the number two back in the SEC last year, only behind Najee. He's the number one running back going into the going into the season this and year in the Luke, SEC. Luke Dottie at QB. Who can also run. I mean, South Carolina's going to rock, too. Yeah, he can sling rock out of Myrtle. He was a Myrtle Beach guy, so we know what he can do. And uh, So, I mean – I think South Carolina has a good season this year. I think they're still four or five years out. If they can keep Beamer that long, I think Beamer can do what Dabo did at Clemson. That's hot. That's a high. national championship contending team. Contending in the next Keyword, five years. Contending in the next five years. South Carolina's got a beautiful uh, chance. I mean, they have top of the line facilities. They have a. Uh, NFL players are getting back into it, man. They're talking. And Shane Beamer's going to change the culture. He's already changed the culture there now. 
Plus, they haven't even played a game yet. Just started spring practice. Plus, they got a JUCO guy who's just out there dominating, from what I'm hearing early. Uh, I mean, at DB, Marcellus Dial. I mean, just look for look for Carolina to do their thing. They always have a good secondary. So, I'm so an eight, eight win season for the Cox. No, seven, seven win season seven. for the Cox. Look for look for it to be sort of like when do uh, they upset Clemson next year? I don't think so. They're still not that level. But look for it to be like a lot when uh a lot like when uh Will Muschamp had the seven eight one season a few years back where he shouldn't have won that many games, but he snuck in and won the game. Got lucky with a few games and won the games he needed to win. That's what I see happening this year in a seven win season. Maybe eight if they're lucky. All right. Well, we're gonna move on to the Big Ten, which is uh well our Big Ten's prediction is gonna shock a lot of people. Um, me and Jalen both believe that Indiana will be the best team in the Big Ten next season. Give me the Hoosiers. Yes, in front of Ohio State. Yes, in front of Michigan. In front of everybody, Indiana's going to have the best season next year. Ohio State has a lot to replace. and uh, Honestly, in the game last year, if they would have had another quarterback playing other than Justin Fields, they lose that game. Justin Fields had the game of his life against Indiana. They ain't going to have that this year, and Indiana returns pretty much the whole team. And their coach is coming back. I mean, Indiana's just going to be good this year. Are they a playoff team? I think – here's the thing about playoff. You know how I feel about it. It's If you win the, the Big Ten, team. you're automatically in. I don't think so. It's the same teams that – automatic bids are going to be Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. Those four teams, if they do what they got to do, they're getting in the playoff. You know that the same as I do. Indiana's going to have to absolutely blow Ohio State out of the water and then run the table in the Big Ten just to make the playoff, in my opinion. But they they could make the playoff. Could. But the way I'm looking at it now, I think it's going to be a two-SEC team playoff. Georgia's too good to keep out. Alabama's going to be too good at the end of the season to keep out. Plus, they're the defending national champs. You know how the playoff committee is about the defending national champs. They're going to try to ride them as long as they can, which – Surprise me because you've seen Clemson in number one in a lot of polls. Mm-hmm. When Clemson was one in the natties, they were number one the next year. So, I mean, we, we'll see what happens. But this, I gotta, year, this year is going to be a different for every yeah. Every conference is going to have some different teams that are going to be a lot better than teams that used to dominate. Like, uh, Carolina's going to be better. Ole Miss is going to shock the SEC, I believe. Lane Kiffin, here's the real question. Who beats Nick first? In the SEC, Lane or Kirby? Probably Lane Kiffin. I got a feeling it's going to be old Lane Train. He knows how to run them, man. Lane Kiffin, they should have won that ball game last year. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, it was a. I, as an Alabama fan, you know, I like to put my bias aside sometimes. I will say, Ole Miss deserved to win the game last year. It's just when Alabama had the offense they had, you weren't going to beat them. Not with Mac Jones at quarterback. Nope. Is Mac Jones going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft? What are you asking? He's already a 49er. Come on now. You think Mac he's at a 49er three, already? Mac at three, baby. Mac at three. Mac, Over Mac Justin three. Fields. Over Justin Fields. He proved it in the natty. Over Zach Wilson. Let me ask you a question. Zach Wilson, he's like Patty. I get that. Is he Patty? I don't think so. No. He's similar. He's a project kind of guy. Trevor Lawrence, I know he's billed as this great prodigy at quarterback. Is he a first day? Is he the prodigy his first day? 
I don't think so. Trevor really never showed me anything in college that wowed me, to be honest with you. That's why I like DJ more than him. But uh, so I think Mac is the is the most NFL ready quarterback in this draft. You give him the 49ers system. But he won't start over Garoppolo. He will start over. You Jimmy think he'll G. start over Garoppolo? Start Jimmy G by game five. You're talking. He's going to be sitting there play action all game long. His deep ball accuracy is immaculate. He can read the field like no other. He's built for that offense. But I'll tell you what you better watch out for. If he somehow falls down to Bill Belichick at 15. Oh, that's going to be something to watch. Oh, buddy. It's going to be game over. And, I mean, Mac just ran a 4.6840. That's not bad. He's not unathletic. I mean, just watch him when he goes to slide, of course. I mean. But uh, I think he's I think he's quarterback three in this draft, and when it's all said and done, he might be QB two behind Trevor. That's a hot take, but in I like deep, it in a deep draft. I like, I like Zach take. Wilson, Tra- Trey Lance. I'm not high on it no. at all, and I'm uh, not really high on Justin Fields to have a good NFL career. Me either. He's a He's if he gets in the right system, yeah. If he goes to Carolina, he might do something for a few years. I'd like him at Carolina, but. I just don't really see him having the career Mac or Trevor will have. Yeah, college football, it's going to be a different landscape this year. I think we can all agree on that. No matter who you think is going to win what division or what conference, it's going to be different because there's going to be some teams that nobody's going to expect. We also have to talk about group of five. Yeah. It's Coastal Carolinas to win at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Grayson McCall, the man with the plan. Give me the mullets. The mullets are might go undefeated. Yeah. We need to let me look at their schedule real quick. I don't know. I'm, they will play a power. I think they have Kansas at home, which is an automatic win at this point. Yeah. Um, they play some group of five teams, but not many good ones. But Coastal Carolina, they are they're gonna be dang good. At this point, I don't know about you, but I'm at the point where don't put Oklahoma in the playoffs. I'm tired of seeing them go in there and get killed every time they're in there. Yeah. Give me Coastal. Give me Cincy. Give me a team who – give me Indiana. Give me Georgia. Don't give me some terrible Oklahoma team we see every every about every year in the playoff. Um, looking at this Coastal Carolina schedule, they're going undefeated. They play the Citadel, Kansas, Buffalo, UMass, ULM, Arkansas State, App State, Troy – Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Texas State, and ending off the season at South Alabama, who will have Blake Bentley at quarterback. quarterback. That's, that's, that's something to watch out for. So that's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think App State's a game. South Alabama might be a game just because who their quarterback's going to be. Jake Bentley at quarterback. So, And then they got the Sun Belt Championship game, which I think they'll definitely be in. So Coastal – and depending on where they started out ranked, they could finish top ten next season. Yeah, because they're going, they're going to be, they should be ranked top twenty-five. Liberty's going to be good as well. Let's talk about Cincy next, though. Cincy's going to be better. They lose their quarterback though. That hurts them a lot. Yeah, if they got Jerome Ford in at running back, I really like. They probably undefeated as no. They they're got beating. Indiana. That's going to be a that should be an interesting ball game to watch. I don't know if they can run with Indiana. I don't think they can, but I don't think it'll be a blowout. So you look at. Game one, Miami, Ohio, one and zero. Murray State, two and zero. Two and one going into Notre Dame, October second. I think they beat Notre Dame. I do too. So putting them at three and one, they beat Temple, four and one. Temple's got a quarterback uh, 
from the low country of South Carolina, Matt Duncan. Yes. We got to shout him out. Hopefully, he does big things this year. Then they go into a battle with UCF. Also, Dewan Mathis transferred there. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. So, uh, going into UCF, I like that. And then uh, you got Navy. Tulsa loses somebody. Tulane's not good. SMU, East Carolina, and USF. They probably come out with one loss. That's the Indiana. Who is a top? Who in Europe lies is a top five team. Top five team. So Cincinnati's gonna be dang good. Group of five's gonna be competitive. BYU's not gonna be anything like they were this year. App State will be good. They're always good. Liberty will be competitive. So this year's gonna be a good year for yeah. Group of Five. I mean, who's your Mac Jones right now? Who you think just blows up? Who's your Joe Burrow? Who's your Mac Jones? I don't really know yet because we don't know the starting quarterbacks yet. Um. I like Luke Doty could blow up and have a great season this year. Yeah. Um, with Shane Beamer. Um, Jake Bentley could have a great year at South Alabama. The competition he's going to be playing against is not going to be as good as he was at Carolina. So he should have a good year. Can we say Matt Corral? Or is that. I think he's already blown up. With the season he had last year, yeah. he's already look, He's already getting looked at by the NFL team, most likely. Uh, Matt Corral is a baller. Um. Also, a lot of people forget about John Rise Plumley at Ole Miss. Yeah, John Rise is nice. He's uh, a baller. If 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 Plumley if uh, Plumley can start a game or two, he'll show everybody what he's about. But uh, people forget he beat out Matt Corral before Lane Kiffin came into town. Matt Corral is a dang good uh, Matt, Matt Corral was a dang good quarterback. But John Rise Plumley, he has that elusiveness about him. He has that it factor. Yeah. The one that we always talk about that it factor. John Rise Plumley is a baller. Don't get it twisted. I think it's Michael Penix Jr. I Michael mean, Penix Jr.'s ball. You gotta you gotta look at it this way. Mac Jones, we knew he was good. Joe Burrow, we knew he was good. We just know he was great. Great. He can come out here this year and just put himself on the map and show he's great quarterback. But then when you think about it, it's always an SEC quarterback. So I might have to lean Connor Blaziak puts his name out there this year. Yes, Missouri, Missouri, they're sitting good with their team. They've got a good coach. you got to be happy if you're Dirk Everett, Missouri. I mean, he walked into a great situation. Quarterback play has been good. Um, but, yeah, the SEC is once again going to run the table for college football next season. That's just my take on it. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Hope you enjoyed this episode. A lot of hot takes in this one. Um, be sure to share the podcast and continue tuning in to our uh, future episodes again. we sorry about the uh, lack of uploading there for about two months, but we're going to plan on getting it back on track. And again, thank you for listening to Birdie and the Duke.